morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is John. My name is Arvin. And this is Behind the Scenes. Of our best days. Of our best days. Now, this is season two. That's right. So, welcome you. Um, we welcome we welcome you. We are here to and welcome you. And you are welcoming us yeah. into your, into your living room car, or maybe? bathroom. Your gym, maybe? Your gym. If you your listen to this at the gym, okay. Yeah, weird flex, but okay, A guy cool. told me yesterday that he uh, was bench pressing while he was listening to us and what? we said a funny joke and he had to like stop benching because he couldn't because he was laughing so hard it was really? a huge compliment that yeah. is a great compliment Interrupting i don't even think we're that funny well i do well good for you speaking <laughs> of okay so here at victory at every chapel or service Everything. we have a mantra that yeah. we totally believe in because we believe you cannot live a negative life with uh, wait, a positive life. <laughs> well, you can't catch. live a positive life with That's a right. negative mouth. That's right. So we're really big on confession. So there's this victory confession that we, that, and within it we say, our best days are right in front of us. Or, yes. Yeah. And um, so this is just the behind the scenes of victory of the best days of those things because mm -hmm. everyone has a behind the scenes. And so today I actually thought yesterday we were in the middle <laughs> of talking to our chief financial advisor, yeah. CFO, yeah. and we were in the middle of talking uh, in a conversation of just a unique situation that we avoided, but it was a very, um, let's just say that I probably could have ended up in federal prison. <laughs> we just kept you out of trouble. Yeah, they just kept me out of trouble. John believes the best in people. He's very nice to people. And, so and sometimes I totally got catfished in, yeah, yeah anyways. But not not like in a relationship, no, but in a no, thing. No, no. I almost got, and nothing. For, the church is fine. And the doing church good, is fine. We're doing good. great. But yeah. in saying that, yeah. after being around for forty years right. at Victory, yeah, let's talk about behind the scenes of our worst days. Behind <laughs> the scenes of our worst days, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. and so that's what today is about is behind yeah. the scenes of our worst days because I'm sure you've yeah. had where you have had. A, a day, um, yeah. a first world problem where your iPhone won't update. And you're like, ah, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. And then other people, you know, are in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan. Yo, yeah, yeah, zero yeah. chill. Totally different. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> but regardless, yeah. if you are in Afghanistan true. or if your iPhone won't update, you've had a worse day. That's true. And um, yeah. but where that is on a on the specter uh, yeah. then emotional pain is emotional pain regardless of yes. what causes it yeah so we're talking about behind the scenes of our worst days and i was actually thinking about um so i was i this is when i was a in <laughs> okay so <laughs> forgive me yeah um i'm tripping over my words there were so many wild times when i was a youth pastor yeah just to rattle off a few um yeah. A kid was um, a, another youth kid jumped on a speedboat mm. without permission and wanted to go tubing with another kid yeah. and without permission. Um, and the kid fell off the tube and the rope wrapped around his leg oh my and gosh. with the motor sucked his leg towards the motor. Oh, no. Um, it got caught up because they were idling. But he for, but the teenager forgot to turn off the motor and thank God his leg got cut and that was it. Okay. But yeah. it got cut. Yeah. And oh, wow. I am having a child. And and while at this oh. while at this youth camp, I'm uh -huh. having my first kid. Wow. So we're at this youth camp. <sighs> 
And oh. we just got done playing this game called Beastie Ball, where yeah. you basically tackle each other in the mud. Yeah. And then my wife at the time was like, um, I'm leaking. Oh. And I was like, what? Yeah. And then her, we were in Manford, Oklahoma. So we drove, wow. she took off. Yeah. Um, 40 minutes. She drove herself <laughs> oh. and I was covered in mud. So I, put my muddy shoes on the top of my car yeah. and I jump in the lake and I rinse off and I drive. Yeah. My shoes fall off on the highway. Nice. So I arrive <laughs> at the hospital no shoes. with, with zero shoes. <laughs> um, I just, we just look like a hot mess. Like my wife then goes into labor yeah. within an hour. Oh, you know, she's now dilated to seven or eight. Yeah. I was like, Hey, because I can't do anything and I'm annoying you, mm. I'm going to go get some ice for you. So while I'm going to get some ice, I yeah. see these people, yeah. I see our other youth care, our youth, our youth counselors, and they are running in the same hospital that I'm in. <laughs> and I go, D you guys didn't have to, who's watching the students at right. the youth camp? Yeah. And they're like, the youth camp directors, there's people there. And they go, <laughs> so a kid jumped on the boat and they told me the story. Oh, gosh. My jaw hit the floor and I was oh. like, is this the worst day? Wow. Maybe. Oh my God. Thank God. The kid is now 22 years old, still right. goes to church here. Praise God. Our insurance covered it. His <laughs> leg got cut, Yikes. but that was it. Yeah. It, it took five stitches, could have been but it worse. could have been awful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. The birth of your first child, like highlight of your life next to, oh my goodness, what's going to happen. Right. This? Okay. Wow. And then another time, Another time, I'm ministering to this one student who had some issues yeah. um, just in school, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and the dad was just like um, kind of a, an eccentric guy, mm. and, um, and, and he just was like, hey, will you help my son out? And, I, and knowing the dad, I was like, sure, you know, he can come up to our youth offices, and, yeah. and he can be with our interns, and, you know, and then I can meet with him once a week for... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. While this kid is interning and we're finally seeing a breakthrough, I text the dad and I go, hey, we're seeing some really great breakthrough in your son, you know, um, and he's really doing a great job. And then the dad texts me and he goes, can I call you? Mm. And I and I go, OK, I pick up the phone. Mm. This really happens. This guy, he goes, John, mm. Um, mm. I'm at a bank. Mm -mm. and uh, I have a bomb. Oh, my God. And I go, wait, what? And I laugh because I go, this is not real. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and he goes, I needed some money, oh, and, oh um, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but I um, – and I go, wait, have you – Oh, wait, are you holding up a bank, like, in a movie? As we speak. <laughs> As we speak? And he goes, yep. Oh and I go – I'm the guy on the phone. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry. I have pantyhose on my face. Oh this is a real God. conversation. He goes, don't worry, John Doherty. I have <laughs> yes. Yeah. He doesn't say my name, but I, he is talking to me while he is doing uh, a bank heist. Oh my God. With a bomb. And, and then anyways, oh and I just go, please hang up. I am calling the cops. Yeah, good call. Because your son is currently washing dishes in our youth kitchen yeah. while his dad is heisting, a, is like holding up a bank. Oh, thank wow. God. So anyways, it obviously he gets in trouble. The cops, sure. I call, I go, okay, 
I say his mm-hmm. name. I go, I'm going to call 911. Mm-hmm. There's still hope. And he goes, okay. I actually told everyone I have a bomb. Oh, and he was nice. like, I think I made one. And he was like, I, I took think... some stuff from underneath the sink. Oh, my God. And he's like, but so I don't know if it is a bomb. Oh my and I go, gosh. dude, this is the most bonker. <laughs> just hang up. And I hung up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> wild. It's just a bag of Tide Pods. <laughs> 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 and he's like, I think Tide Pods. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you just went Hobby Lobby Arts and Crafts no. on this bomb, dude. Like, what is going on? No. This is a legit story that yeah. happens. Oh, wow. And so, anyways, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunate, but he, I, uh, you know, I, he ends up going to jail. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and it ends up that it wasn't a bomb, praise God. Um, and he did not. <laughs> you know steal the money he didn't get away with it he you know he ended up turning himself in um and then he was in the paper and then the the police did call me and they go hey you were the you were the (laughs) the the phone call on and i go yes yes (laughs) yes and he goes why did he call you and i go you know (laughs) and i try to explain and i'm just like yeah yeah. behind the scenes of a worst day isn't that That's wild? That's insane. Yeah. So, I, anyways, insane. I have so many of these stories that yeah, just yeah, yeah. are. Oh man. Yeah, and and the weird thing is, is that I have people who can vouch for me on these stories, so I'm not like making them up. No, of course. Anyways. Yeah. So, but every ministry has had a worse day. For sure. Okay. So yeah. your dad is the pastor of the Victory Iranian Church. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just thinking through, like whether it's on a missions trip or unbelievable amount of stuff. Yeah. I was uh, in Sweden with my dad. He was traveling and preaching, and I was like 11, 12 at the time. And we're at the train station in Sweden, and this dude, this giant guy, Swedish guy, comes up from behind me and just puts his arms around my chest and just starts walking with me. <gasps> he's, he's a strong guy, and he's just carrying me. From, we were a group of people traveling from one Swede, city in Sweden to another. What? Just walks up and kidna- kidnaps me. And just, I don't know who he was. I have no idea. So, Are you serious? Yeah, this actually I've happened. never heard this story. This <laughs> yeah, this actually happened. So he comes up behind me, grabs me like this. So from here to here, like one of those fanny packs that young people wear now around their chest. He <laughs> He's like, like I'm supreme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke about no, a kidnapping. Kidding. He pulls me away and we, he just starts walking out of the station with me. And uh, the group of people I was with run after him. They start yelling at him. He's like weaving. We get out of the station area. And it was so weird. Like, obviously now I can be like, oh, my mom was praying. I don't know. But he just let me go. We got out there, and then he just stopped, took his hands off me, and walked away. No way. And then got, I don't know if he saw someone, saw security. I don't know what happened, but he just let me go. And I ran Dude, back to my parents. I was Would terrified. we be doing this podcast if? I don't know. I don't know where. I'd be in some Swedish kidnapper I don't know. I don't know. Lair. Yeah, exactly. You'd be in a lair somewhere. Yeah, I know. I'd be. Uh, it'd be awful. And lairs never I'd prosper. Be, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's true. They don't. No, lairs. Would, yeah, that was definitely one of the more frightening ones. Um, I don't know. Especially when you, uh, when you are the guy who helps make everything happen at a small church, which I wasn't doing everything. There are a lot of good. But people you there, were but running sound, AV, audio, yeah, production, I was doing a lot of the, the slides, music. Videos. I was doing like announcements. I was doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and just the, the, we had one guy, for example, um, who had, I think, just gotten out of jail, uh, show up in service. Praise and I God. I think there was some sort of domestic violence issue and whatever. 
And he's like, I'm getting my life right. And we were all like, that's great. Like, we're, you're at the right place. Right. I'm also texting Drew Bontrager at <laughs> yeah. Victory Security. And I'm like, because he was re- acting very erratic and we didn't really know. Kind of manic a little very bit. Very manic. Mm, okay. And just like amening every sentence my dad said, you know, like as he's, pre- he's like doing the offering and he's just, yeah, amen, you know, from the back. And people are alarmed, scared. I don't know. There's so many stories like that with people who interrupt services. I remember, um, my worst days, and I think this is important because there are probably people listening who are in their worst days, right? Yeah, now. no, and that's and here's the thing: if you are, we're not trying to make light of your situation, but you will uh, someday. But you, that's yeah, important. this is what is you will make light of it someday. That's very very good. Yeah. You will make light of your dark you times. Will, these are your sometime. funny stories later if you endure. If you if survive. you endure, yeah, and it's really about yeah. having the perspective afterwards and being like yeah this is what i've realized is that you know thank god within the last two years of my life i've actually been forced into introspection yes yeah now a lot of people have introspection and then there's no integration Mm -hmm. which means they they're introspective and then god speaks to them on some things or you know they begin to have a revelation mm-hmm. of certain things a yeah. deeper meaning of life and, yeah. and wanting to do things or a deeper meaning of scripture yeah but then they don't integrate it mm-hmm. and then they just basically yeah. repeat right what they don't repair right wow and so yeah repeat mm-hmm. what they don't repair right. so basically fix it and mm-hmm. move on so that way you can look at it yeah at, at, you know one thing that T.D. Jake says is he said, and he even said this um, at Victory Conference, it just happens. He mm. said, you don't have to look like what you've been through. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I just got, I got goosebumps when he, you don't have to look like what, what you've, you've been, been through. through. Yeah. Wow. You know, Dang. isn't that powerful? Really good. And, you know, and then the word from, um, from Alex Seeley, she talked about the glory of God that is revealed mm-hmm. in your suffering. Yeah. And it's a and that's a hard pill to swallow. It is for some people that are like I was even talking to a close friend, sure. and he is a very very positive personality. Sure, you know, yeah. Um, and you have to, yeah. Like I feel like you can either, and I don't mean to sound like a cliche meme, but mm. you can get bitter or you can get better. Right. No. I, I and I know people have experienced far worse than I have. Sure. Far worse. I, right. So I'm not saying that like, oh, yeah. I've experienced the worst. Yeah. But we've all had our worst days. Yeah. And the behind the scenes of it is deeper and darker yeah. than than anyone could ever imagine. And maybe anyone, maybe more than anyone would understand, totally. except for God. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So, anyways, but I totally yeah. interrupted no, you, no, no, Arvin, no, no, no. because you were on a trail of yeah, something. No, it's great. I um I think about people like that, and we've talked about it before. Where I wonder if 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 a certain worst kind of day hasn't happened and you don't want it to happen like we talk about positive confession you don't want to negatively confess like i know some bad stuff's going to happen right because we talk about jim quick a lot he talks about how jim quick is a brain scientist scientist and uh yeah really brilliant yeah yeah. so i don't know that it, it makes him more credible that he's not a believer or not a but he's just a scientist who's proven scientifically like when you make statements with your mouth, your brain start like here's what you say and starts to look for evidence for what you just said. So say that again slower. When you make statements with your mouth, your brain starts looking for evidence for what you just said. So basically, our brain 
just think of it as a is a field regardless what seeds you sow you will reap a harvest right regardless what seeds you sow you will reap a harvest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so is you know sometimes people make fun of us whenever and we talked about this on another podcast about you know how we don't take sick days we don't we take healing days sure, yeah. victory doesn't have a victory staff retreat we have a staff advance yeah. all those small things yeah. are are comical to someone who takes light of it sure but like growing up it's like what is your confession in your mm-hmm. worst days it's not negating the facts right right just because um it's interpreting I, it's, them differently. It's interpreting them different. It's yeah. radical acceptance, sure. but not approval. Right, right, right. Yeah, not like, okay, that's how it is now. Yeah, like I'm experiencing, like, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago, I went through, no, in 2019, I went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And that whole process, so, so difficult. Yeah. Because no one really talks about divorce in the church. Right. Especially if you're on staff at a church. Because mm-hmm. if you're on staff, then people are like, whoa, anything yep. that he says could be flawed. Mm-hmm. Because wow, wow, his marriage wow. covenant... Just wow. and you would not imagine the conversations that I've had, sure. you know, yeah. um, at the altar and all those things. And I don't mind talking about it because we talk about behind the scenes. So, yeah. you know, g- walking through that divorce was the most difficult thing in my life. Yeah, for for sure. me, it was more difficult than watching my dad pass away from sure. cancer. Sure. Yeah. Because my dad finished the fight. Right. You know, even yeah. though he was sick, I was like, man, he left a legacy. Right. But this, it was like I failed. As a, mm. as a husband. Mm. So thinking through all wow. those things. And so, you know, I began to, wh- whenever someone began, I, I remember when I was at my lowest moment and someone was like, so you're basically like an ex-husband now. And I, in my mind, immediately mm-hmm. I jumped, I go, I'm not an ex-husband. Mm. I'm an individual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yes, of course I sure. am an ex-husband, but I yeah. refused that label. Yeah. I'm not going to start talking. like. I'm that. not going to start talking yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Like I'm defeated. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and I don't mean to bleed on you guys that are listening or that are watching, mm. but I, I feel like it is important to it talk about those things. Yeah, I agree. And, and the changing my confession mm-hmm. you know radically accepting okay this is the reality because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for a long time i was trying to resist reality of like right, this right, isn't right. happening this right. isn't happening and yeah. i was trying to do positive confession yeah which is basically like painting a barn that's that is dilapidating yeah 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 it's like okay you're just because you're painting it doesn't mean it's not yeah, fixed it's not more stable yeah it's not right. more stable yeah like i just had to be like I'm radically accepting that this is yeah. a reality in my life. It doesn't mean I approve of it. Right. I'm just radically accepting it. Yeah. Because the truth eventually sets you free. Mm-hmm. And so when you face the facts, you go, this is mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The truth is, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I am divorced. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I can just sit in that truth and I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. is the truth. But my best days are right in front of me. Yeah, I am going to be the best co-parenting situation nice. anyone has Absolutely. ever seen. Absolutely, yeah. I am going to be yeah. the best person to help with with my my ex wife. I'm going to be the best person in her corner. Right. People right. go, why? Yeah. And I'm like, why not? Right. I want to be, you know, and you, and there are people that do a far better job than me. I'm not going to say everything is perfect. There is frustrating (laughs) situations, you know, and I get my kids on the weekends. And so whenever I have my kids on the weekends, 
I, I, in my mind, I'm like, I will never, ever talk ill of yeah. their mother. Right. I will never, because wow. speaking those things, yeah. it's like, I am, my, I, I have basically three fields mm-hmm. every weekend. Mm-hmm. My kids, um, I have three kids and I have three fields. So what seeds am I planting? Yeah. Because I will reap a harvest. Yeah. You know, because one day they're definitely old enough and they ask questions that yeah. could be awkward and I could totally sure. shy away from them, sure. but I'm completely truthful with them. Yeah. I'm completely truthful, but I say, yeah. all right, but this is right. who we are. Right. We are champions. Right. We are, and we believe in God and yeah. God is love. And yes, I do. I yeah. still believe in the marriage covenant and yeah. I still believe yeah. that God heals. Even though my dad died of cancer, mm-hmm. I still believe God's a healer. Right. Because if I didn't believe it, mm-hmm. what good would that do me? Mm-hmm. So yeah. on your worst days, I think you really find out yeah. what you believe in. Absolutely. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. So there's humorous days, and then there's like, ooh, zero <laughs> yeah. chill right. worst right, days. Right, you right. know what I mean? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. And, so, and I think that like, it's really important, like what you said, the uh, we're in the middle, we're in the middle of, of getting ready for our fall production mm-hmm. in October. Yeah. And there is a song in the fall production called The Other Side. Mm-hmm. And it's in within the lyrics, mm-hmm. within writing it. Yeah. I just felt so strongly, you know, and I'm not I don't know if God didn't verbally speak this to me. But sometimes yeah. whenever we are writing scripts or writing songs for these productions and films, yeah. I do feel like, OK, that didn't come from me and yeah. that didn't come from the devil. Yeah. 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 So that's got to come from God. You yeah. know what I mean? By right. process of elimination. Yeah. 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 And I felt this like the view is worth it mm. on the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, don't give up hope. Yeah. Don't give in. Yeah. Don't take your life. Mm-hmm. The view is worth it Absolutely. on the other side. Absolutely. You know, when yeah. you're in the dark, look yeah. for the light. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things. It's kind of a beautiful situation mm-hmm. because then you have this rebirth mm-hmm. if you allow yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you trust and God. And so anyways, yeah. but so now yeah. you now yeah. you speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your turn. Tag My team. version of that is um, I, I grew up thinking, OK, every day and this probably happened to you, too. Everyone's telling you how much potential you have. You're called. Your dad is in some rooms in, in the Persian church rooms. My dad was the OG. He was one of the guys from Iran originally. And so I was growing up with that experience being told you're you're anointed, you're called. I believe those things. I operated in them. And then right around the end of high school, my current still mentor and therapist, Josh Nordine, goes, hey, it was the morning of my graduation. I was valedictorian. I had all this stuff. And um, I had done pretty well for myself, so to speak. And he was like, hey, I understand that everyone thinks you're so awesome. They're handing you envelopes with money today. That's great. My challenge to you in this next season of your life is what about your integrity and what about your character? And I didn't say this to him at the time, but privately, internally, my immediate reaction was, well, clearly my integrity and character are doing fine because look at all these results. Oh, wait a second. Okay, so hold on. And you tell me if I'm wrong. So basically... Some people can confuse, wow, look at all of these results. I must so be doing good. I must, I must be, be having good, good integrity and character. God gave these things to me. So what I did, with the mistake that I made was uh, I went in, in my backyard between my graduation and my grad party, and I was like, God, I, you know, thank you for how awesome I am. And um, 
basically that <laughs> was hilarious. what I was saying. And then I, uh, I said the dumbest thing that you need to be very careful if you're going to say, and you probably already said this if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. I said, God, I pray that I'd have the character and integrity that even if someday all this awesome results aren't around me, that I still am coming to this backyard. And it was four months later that started a what I now know was a seven-year-long worst day. Oh, where it was man. just the entirety of college, all the stuff now about like you're young, have fun. I, I had none of it, and thankfully I had good people around me. But 18 to 25 for me was just one long cave that I was just walking through, mm. and it was like I had all these expectations for how God was going to operate in my life during college. I had mm. expectations for how I'd get married, who I'd marry, how it would happen. I had expectations for ministry accolades. I had expectations, and during that whole time. I'm still positive confession, my best days, et cetera, et cetera, mm. all that stuff. I'm still at victory. I'm still doing all this stuff. So you can still be at church and be in a cave. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And so then I remember um, it was after college, and I decided, like, I don't know when this ends, but I'm going to write a letter to the version of me that is on the other side of this. Wow, and that's I powerful, it, I Arvin. I down and I was like, dear future Arvin, I know you're married. I know your life is great. I know you're probably skimming this because you want to get back to your like actual life and you don't really care about little old me right now. But I just labeled everything over and over about like, I want you to remember the day that you borrowed a change from your parents' coin jar and put it in a Ziploc bag and you were going to have coffee with your friend and you walked into Quick Trip and you asked the guy, hey, can you turn these into bills so I can like buy coffee? Mm. And the guy was like, nah, I can't do it. And I had to walk out of there in front of all these people with a bag of change and be like, OK, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I remember the day being like, mom, can you Venmo me $10 so I can go to Chipotle? Like, I remember. I'll mm. never forget. And I made sure I wouldn't forget because I reread that letter all the time. Yeah. And I was like, God, I, I don't know. I'm clearly very – I did the same thing. I looked at the results and the lack of results, and I thought, I've done poorly. I've just chosen incorrectly. And now mm. there were a lot of things about that version of me that uh, could have been improved upon. But here I was doing the same thing as I was before, praying, reading my Bible, trusting God. I never really had a season where I was like, what if he doesn't exist? Because I – was born into a family that like God picked us up out of like certain death in the Middle East and brought us to the United States. Yeah. It's really hard to say God doesn't exist when you're, yeah, you know, your testimony is still wild. On your life. Yeah. It yeah. Just wasn't an option for me. Um, but I doubted that he cared about me at some point. I was like, I'm sure you care about my dad and his ministry. I clearly have made you really upset because mm. here are all this stuff. There's no results. I'm not seeing anything happen, but I don't know how to give up. I genuinely didn't know what it would have looked like. I'm a terrible sinner. Like, I'm bad at it. I'm not good at it. Good um, for you. Yeah. Well, I, I can just, help I, you. <laughs> I'm I mean, just kidding. I, I, now, here's the reality is, my, if, if I'm going to fall into sin, it's the sin of pride, self-righteousness. I would be a really good Pharisee. I'd be a really bad partier. I would be really bad at being a drinker. I'm not good at it. But um, all that to say, I remember a specific moment after – Almost a decade of this. I was in Europe, and it was pretty much like, I, this isn't going to end, dude. And I just preached at this, this conference. Oh, my gosh. Is this the story? about? It, yeah. The, 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 explain the, the context. Absolutely. I had just 
it looked like things were getting good. I started preaching. My dad, people would come to my dad and be like, hey, uh, we need people to preach for young adults, but all the young adult Persians are very interested in American culture. We don't know what to talk to them about. Like, they talk about this guy, Ken Yi West. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm over there, like, buying fake Can Yeezy, and I'm like, oh, I'm ready. So my fake dad goes, Yeezy. will you go preach for me in uh, St. Louis? Will you go preach for me at our church in Denmark? Will you go preach for me here and there? So I go to Denmark one year, and I meet this girl, and I think, oh, I'm going to marry this girl and move to Denmark. This is the past. You spent daughter. all your time. Uh, yeah, you a whole like, year. And then they're like, year. we'll have you back next year. It'll be great. I go to preach the next time, and I'm preaching at a – it's like a conference. So there's – I'm preaching nine times in five days. Whoa. And so best preaching of my life. But every successive day of that conference uh, – Things got worse in your personal life. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like I'm watching uh, this person that I was, I'm pretty sure, talking to for a year. It was just falling apart, everything. Mm. And then there's another dude at the conference who, not only did he look like a model, when I asked him what he did, he goes, "Well, I live in Amsterdam. I'm a model." And I go, "Oh, you're actually a model." He's a gorgeous man and a sweetheart too. Like, I, yeah, he was kind. It's always, end. yeah, it's always <laughs> rough whenever someone looks like. I don't know. Looks Perfect. like God made God took like an extra day on right, creation right, on them, right. and, and nice. then and they're kind. <laughs> like, You're like, it. gosh, yeah. I yeah. wish. Anyways, yeah. Continue. So all that happens at the beginning of the week. Me and this girl are talking about when I'm going to move to Europe. At the end of the week, this girl and this guy inform me that they're now dating, and I'm like, okay. Whoa, I, whoa, the whole this time, this guy I'm was dating the girl that you were like, I'm going to marry. He's like swooped in. It just. No one told me I missed that meeting. It just switched. No way. And I'm preaching this whole time, and I'm preaching, at least in, under my opinion, really good. And then the, after that, they were like, we have another week. You're just going to like come rest and stay at our house in Denmark, whatever. And um, they don't listen to this, so I'm, I can say all this. Yeah. Uh, and if you do, what's up? It's good to see you. Hey, good uh, to see you. This is how he legit feels. So they put uh, – and they go, good news. Uh, this week that we're going to rest at our villa in the Danish countryside, this beautiful area, uh, we invited this dude and his family. And I was like, this is a movie. This is a Woody Allen movie. This is insane. So we go over there. My dad is there with me, and he can tell. And he just looks at me, and I'm just like, um. Uh. And so I'm, I'm physically exhausted because nine times in five days is, is a, a lot, lot of preaching. I'm spiritually and mentally exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. And then they go, hey, actually, um, we're all going to stay in the house. We have a hunting cabin because they were hunters uh, full of all of our stuff, but there's a bed in there. You can sleep in there. You can have some quiet time in there. So I go into this room. It's a couch, pull-out couch, bed, and every rifle that this guy owns. Wait, the guy the, that's the pastor is also a hunter. He like has a hunting dog, and, and he's like, like, "Oh, we're hunting you this weekend." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, much. "What?" It seemed that. Uh, no, way. I'm just kidding. No, but really, listeners <laughs> were yeah, kidding. That's another horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm in this room trying to fall asleep, and I'm like, "This would be a great way to end it." <sighs> this would really. Be awesome. This would mm. be great. Like. Uh, my mom's not here. My dad's the only one here. So there's no way my mom will find me. So I remember that like like a steam room of that voice coming into the room and being like, this would be a great. You've done it. You preached internationally. That was your lifelong thing. It's been nonstop worst days for s seven years. Just this is it. Like, mm. don't have to feel this pain anymore emotionally. Just end it. And I remember taking out my journal and I wrote down everything that was happening, and I said, I just want there to be a record of when this was how I felt, and I wrote how I felt, this is what I said. My big thing was, 
if I'm the first person God is being unfaithful to, I'm going to put it on paper. So mm. I remember writing down in detail, like, God, there's nothing but goodness in you. Faithfulness is your very character. Like every scripture I'd memorized about the character and nature of God, not about what he will do for you. On the worst day of my life, I just wrote it down. I wrote it down. I wrote the it down. The character and of I God. And I put on a song, uh, a worship song. And uh, I'd had a very tumultuous relationship with worship music until then. But I, I put it on and I just thought, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not gonna, I can't make this situation any better. But I'm going to sing the lyrics to this song. And I just did. And it was like a drop, one drop of joy just hit the bottom of my heart. And I was like, okay, Man, I come back so from good. that trip and then victory calls. Really? That was the, exactly, I come back and then the floodgates seem to open. It just, all of a sudden, within the same six month period, I start working here. Uh, I meet my now wife. Um, I get to hang out with you. Everything just shift. I just outlasted it. Wow. I just want to let all of our listeners know you don't have to outrun it. Just outlast, outlast it. it. That's right. You don't have rob to outrun it. it. Rob that place. Yeah. yeah. And whenever Arvin says rob that place. Yeah. There's, if, if you're in a cave, I'm going to find everything valuable in there and I'm going to, I'm going to take it with me. So it took, it says in the, in the word that when Jesus died on the cross, he descended to hell. And he took back the keys mm -hmm. of death, hell, and the grave. If yeah. you're in a hell, yeah. if you are in a, a hell right now in your life, rob that place. Yeah. Take rob everything, which means you everything that you've learned, take everything. Yeah. And knowing that the glory of God is going to be seen in this, um, yeah. even if it doesn't feel like it right now, mm -hmm. if you feel the urge to... Um, to take your life i let this be a voice mm -hmm. the view is worth it on the other side yeah the view is worth it on the other side don't yeah. give up yeah don't give up yeah don't give up don't do that we need you the world needs you definitely the world needs you yeah god needs you right. i need you arvin right. yeah, needs you. absolutely please don't pastor paul has been in a tremendous series mm -hmm. um called mind games where please go to Victory Tulsa YouTube yep. and listen to Pastor Paul's sermons on mind games. He yeah. talks through anxiety, depression, right. um, uh, all of the other things. Every of, sort of emotional trauma. Every sort of emotional trauma yeah. and how to deal with it with the Word of God. Right. There's practical ways, yeah. and then there's the Word of God that breaks every yoke. That's yeah. what, and you go, what does the yoke mean? Mm. The yoke are those things that they put on um, ox and mm. cattle. Yeah. Um, to basically keep them in place yeah. within the farming communities of the Bible. Right. Those are broken yeah. to where now you are free. Right. There is specific yokes and bondages that, I, and I don't mean to get super spiritual, but you understand what I'm saying right. is that there's, there are supernatural things that are, that can, that can cast a dark shadow of your worst days on you. Yeah. And it will be a supernatural things that breaks those. Yeah. So you can go to a therapist and it's good to talk things out. Totally. I, I, I still speak to a therapist. I do Same. practical yeah. things. Um, Arvin is also a therapist, which helps, <laughs> you know, to talk things out, to write those out. The whole confession of our best days are in front of us came on Pastor Paul's worst day. Mm -hmm. Pastor Paul um, was very, he was very, very close to my father. Mm -hmm. Very close. Uh, mm -hmm. Probably closest to my father out of all of the siblings within yeah. our family. There's four of us. Mm -hmm. And he was the youngest. 
Um, and after my dad passed, and then my mom, uh, she began speaking. Paul was preaching our Saturday night service, and he pulled up to Saturday night service, and Saturday night service starts at 5. And there was some last minute things that Paul had to go get for some like sermon illustrations because no one was there to help him. And he pulled up at 4.50 and there were four cars in the parking lot. (laughs) And he was like, service starts in 10 minutes and there's four cars here. And he was like, no one wants to hear me preach. And in this, in this dark place, and he, and he has a really, really powerful testimony of Pastor Paul even stood on a bridge before. Sure you know, and questioned that yeah. and talked about how he felt like he was in the deepest bowels of a basement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as he began to praise and worship God and being in the presence of God, you talked about one drop of joy. Yeah. Pastor Paul talked about one drop mm-hmm. falling all of these different levels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the very bottom of the basement. And he yeah. felt like one drop yeah. of water, of, of joy yeah. um, in the middle of being in the presence of God and, re- and reminding himself of the mm-hmm. character of God. Mm-hmm. And that supernatural making, basically taking him level by level to yeah. where he was back at ground level before. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but to mm-hmm. return to the story, and then we'll close with this, Pastor Paul began to write on a napkin, mm-hmm. I'm here on purpose because I have a, a purpose. purpose. My heart is open. open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. And he wrote that on a napkin. And he wrote it on a napkin and he began saying it to himself through tears in his eyes. And he got up and he preached at a 5 p.m. service with like 20 something people there. in a 4,800 um, seat auditorium. auditorium. Yeah. And where where we are today, um, and I'm not saying that Pastor Paul has perfect days still, but Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley, yeah. you know, have had those days. And I feel like those days sometimes are almost necessary yeah. to have our roots yeah. and to do we believe what the Word of God says right, right, and, right. What, and, and what is our anchor. Yeah. And those of you who are listening that, that maybe you're in your current w- worst days, we're talking to you. The view is worth For it sure. on the other side. Begin yeah. writing down the character of God, getting in the presence of God, writing those things down. There's mm-hmm. something powerful about it, about changing totally. your confession totally. uh, behind the scenes. Before you go out on stage sure. of whatever it is that you do, the eight yeah. to five, or you're working at a ministry or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that napkin confession turned into what we say Every week, every service, every service. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it has become not just a mantra, but that's why it is, mm-hmm. it's deep to us where other mm-hmm. people who maybe have visited, they go, yeah. why do they chant this thing in the beginning? Yeah. It to us, it's our, it's our bread and butter. Yeah. It's our backbone. Totally. It is what has kept us in the dark times mm-hmm. and it will uh, continue to remind us that God is not finished with you yet. Yeah. And, um, Anyways, well, we just wanted to say that we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, And we are saying this to you. Your best days are right in front of you. Love you guys. Thanks for listening.